price drop? Time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Denim, dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus, get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry, deals this great won't last. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. This will be the last podcast dealing with the 2021 NFL season. We will be, it'll be prospects. Rich will come on. Corrine will come on. We'll have all, we'll have, you know, Friedman will probably come on. We'll do, we'll do all the bros. We'll get the road of his gang back together oh, yeah. to tout our favorite, uh, you know, D3 FCS guys <laughs> who run four two forties. Um, but we're here, Super Bowl, Bengals, Rams, Rich, who you got? Who you got? You Have you bet the spread? <laughs> uh i have not because i was waiting to see what it was going to do and i even seen like if a couple books lowered the rams to three caesars caesars offered it at and they they said they said we're offering it three and a half for for 24 hours which is yeah that's interesting it's interesting it hasn't moved like i said uh to me the most appealing bet line wise is the under but i just don't want to bet the under the super bowl like i don't want to watch the last football game and like root for nothing like (laughs) and root for just nothing to happen so i don't know if i'll get there uh, to bet the under, uh, I I'm looking at the Bengals though, just because historically, the one the Bengals have been awesome against the spread as an underdog all year. They're eight and three against the spread as an underdog, and then if you look at the Super Bowl history, underdogs that are getting more than a field goal but less than a touchdown, they've outright won five Super Bowls in a row, and they're nine and three against the spread over the past twelve. So. I'm leaning towards maybe just taking the points and hoping it's a tight game instead of the under, but there are a lot more player prop stuff I like here on the board than necessarily the lines. Like I said, I don't want to bet the under, man. That's not fun. No, literally, that's what I've been saying all week on TV is like, I think this game is probably going to be kind of bad. And I think there's probably going to be lots of uh, field goals, lots of punts, lots of not going for it on fourth and first two. down runs. Yeah, lots of first down runs. But literally, like, imagine being the fucking guy at the Super Bowl who's like rooting against points. Like, yeah. I can't, I can't do it. So you I, want the game to suck? Like, I can't do that, man. Like, yeah, like I don't want, I don't want this to be Rams Patriots. I don't want this to be Broncos Panthers, which were some of the least enjoyable games ever. You know, I mean, like that, like the Rams Patriots Super Bowl was so bad. I remember two plays from the entire game. I remember the Gronk like 40 yarder to set up the field goal to put them ahead. And I remember Goff missing cooks in the end zone. Cause yeah, he, was up, yeah. he was a second too late and McCordy got there. Those are the only plays I remember from that entire game. <laughs> uh, I remember needing, uh, I, I was the first in a tournament actually in the, on that in a showdown slate. And uh, I was winning like 10 K and uh, I needed the, the, the Patriots just to, uh, uh, like have like not have a kneel down. I think they kneeled. They kicked a field goal. Vinatieri kicked oh, a field goal. Oh no! It was ten, it was ten to three, and Vinatieri kicked a field goal. A team of Vinatieri passed me. <laughs> Unbelievable! I just Unbelievable needed them to get a first to down. Beat. I just needed a first down. 
Yeah. Because yeah. I had Edelman uh, as a captain in that game. And, like, he was the only dude that did anything. I think there was yeah, one he, touchdown, and Sony scored it. He's the last wide receiver. He's the last skill position player, I believe, of the last 15 years to win. There's There's been more linebackers and defensive players to win uh, Super Bowl MVP than offensive skill position players in the last 15 years. And the last two receivers that won it, or maybe it's two of the last three, actually won it without a touchdown. It was Deion Branch and him didn't even score a touchdown. They're the only two players to win Super Bowl MVP without a touchdown. And that just like almost is a testament to how bad that the last were. game was. But, I yeah. mean, the other like, Eagles, Eagles, uh, uh, Patriots Super Bowl is fun. That was the TL game. And he would have won it if they would have won him playing in that broken stick. Uh, but yeah, it, it, yeah, it, it's always, it's just a Super Bowl award or it's a quarterback award. It just happens. At least you get a weird defensive touchdown in a low scoring game. These quarterbacks are probably going to win it, whatever the winning side is. See, I actually don't think so. I, I've been, I've no? been, I've been on this angle. To, well, of course they are the odds on favorites, right? Like I'm not, I'm not disputing that, but my, my um, supposition has been that Joe Burrow and Matthew Stafford are not in the Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady grouping of mega superstars where basically the people who are voting on this award uh, after the quarterback throws their first touchdown, they write the name of the quarterback on the piece of paper and they're just ready to turn that in. I actually think uh, of, of, styles of Super Bowl, this is much more likely to produce a Cooper Cup, a Jamar Chase, a a defensive player, which is, I mean, obviously not Aaron Donald, who like we just keep seeing tweets on how people are betting Aaron Donald to win Super Bowl MVP at like 15 to one or whatever horrible number it is. But I don't think Stafford and Burrow, I mean, honestly, in a weird way, I actually think Burrow is more that caliber because he is such a dominant part of the narrative about the team, whereas Stafford is a little bit less uh, then like people are, are not ascribing a huge portion of the success to just Stafford cup is actually kind of the bigger name. So I, I bet cup and Beckham at six to one and at 25 to one for super bowl MVP. Cause I think very similar to Edelman, you know, if, if Odell has uh six for one fifty four and one with like a, you know, a 60 yard touchdown or whatever, and Stafford has, the, the Mahomes game, when Mahomes won MVP, two touchdowns, 250 yards. Now, Damien Williams should have won Super Bowl MVP, but he's Mahomes. So Mahomes is always winning that award. But I actually think if that situation is duplicated with the Rams, I think it's less likely the quarterback gets it than on the average team. And one thing, if you're going to bet these quarterback or non-quarterback MVP bets, look at like correlating and parlaying some of their like- With the win, stuff, yes. Right? So if you, like, if you like Cooper Cup to win MVP- you know, you might want to pair that with like over receptions, uh, maybe anytime touchdown. And then also maybe like with Cooper Cup, if you're going to bet those, like you parlay that with like a Stafford interception, right? Like Stafford. Oh, yeah, interception. yeah. Oh, like that's, so, that's that a great angle. Yeah. Yeah. So like, because, you know, obviously that's like the path to get there. You know, he has a turnover. The line just maybe doesn't look as clean. Right. And, and Cup has like 12 for, you know, 130 and he catches the, the one touchdown or two touchdowns they have. So like. Uh, correlating bets has been a real big part of my strategy this Super Bowl, especially writing up player props, like looking at specific lines. It's like, yeah, this over or under, like there's not a lot of value here. But when you pair like all this other stuff together, like you correlate these, you get a nice little ticket, uh, you know, that you can cash out. Well, I've always touted that. Like that's because, you know, we do our, our Gil Cash show where, where we do that. You know, we always I'm always like, look, you, you got to tell a story with your wagers. But mm-hmm. now for, uh, you know, a lot of our listeners are in 
you know, they're in New York, they're in New Jersey, they're, they, they have these legal sports books and, and DraftKings and FanDuel have made it a big dominant part of their marketing strategy to do the same game parlay stuff, because yes. obviously it's super profitable for them in the end. You know, how often do they really get hit? for a, you know, a, a, a hundred to one ticket. I mean, like certainly like never, you know, but people love to chase. And so you can't, I mean, on, on these legal sports books, you could just log on and be like, all right, Cooper cup, MVP Rams win Stafford throws an interception over 104 yards, Cooper cup, anytime touchdown. Like you could parlay all those together and just have like a disgusting wager, um, which is it's, it, it, it is very interesting. And, I really can't wait for legal sports betting to come to Missouri so I can donk off thousands of dollars on these. Yeah, we are ours passed in Ohio, but it's not official yet. You know, it, it passed, but yeah, not, we can't lock in. So I'm, it's probably a good thing I can't. So I, but uh, I am looking at to, to get off offshore here on a number of things like that. Like I said, if you if you like Cooper Cup MVP pairing up with Stafford's, uh, also if you if you like the Rams, right? Like you outright like are laying points at the Rams that should signal that like, hey, you might want to bet like some AJP Ryan's overs, right? Like uh, you, you could do things like that. There's a lot of ways to get creative because, you know, obviously if the Rams are going to win and put them in negative game script, uh, you know, Samaji Piran is the passing down back. If you look at it, Joe Mixon doesn't play passing downs, which is one of the most frustrating things. So if you're on the Rams, you might want to correlate that with some Samaji Piran overs. There's a lot of different angles here instead of just like the old, like five years ago, looking at player props and saying, yeah, I like those two and a half receptions. I like that. There's a lot of ways to get fun with it. Cause like you said, everyone wants those screenshot life, the screenshot. I hit, I hit these five. Yeah. So what are, uh, what are your, some, uh, what are some of your biggest positions that you've taken thus far? Um, well, I mean, on what, just like player props or just, just, just in general for the game. Yeah. Like what are, what are like, I mean, whatever, you know, player props. I mean, it, from just like a game top-down stance, like the more like I worked on the game and produced content around the game and, you know, tried to dig in and give great creative content for people that they haven't seen revolve around this game. Cause obviously you're inundated with just the conversation of one game. Uh, you know, everything I just saw on cover, like it, the Rams have just an edge basically everywhere. Uh, maybe the defensive backs versus the, the, the wide receivers, like a size factor for the Bengals is like the one like clear area where the Bengals have an advantage, but it, it, from an objective stance, the Rams just have all these, all these advantages. That they have like, like all the micro edges. They have yes. all the micro edges, like literally like, like, because uh, you can't even take away McVay as a, as like not being an advantage. Because Taylor's because, yes. even more of a coward. Like, like McVay's going to come out with all these first down runs and be putting on fourth and short. And Zach Taylor's going to be like, all right, I'll, I'll one up you. I'll, you know, I'll punt, I'll punt from your side of the field. I'll punt from fourth and one on, on your 48. Like, I don't care. And I mean, it was so bad for them against the chiefs. The chiefs could not get a first down. Mahomes had a QBR of 1.4 in the second half and in overtime. And the Bengals still almost didn't come back because they were in second and nine, like every down they were just, they were just perpetually on second. And yeah, nine. It was the screen interception. The screen pass interception was basically the, 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 the play that like the Bengals had to have and they got it. Uh, you know, but you look at that Rams game versus the 49ers McVay was on his way to one of like the most deplorable, like coaching losses ever. Yeah. Like on like a big stage. Dude, they were out of timeouts with eight minutes to go in a game. They were losing at the time. Uh, he, he, just the the amount of just mismanagement, the game mismanagement, the micro mismanagement. He, he challenged two of the worst 
plays that I've ever seen challenged. <laughs> like, you know, it's just insane. The two challenges he had, they weren't even close plays. It was just like a guy that didn't watch any replays. He just immediately was like, Oh, I'll, I'll throw it. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, got bailed out there uh, at the end, but McVay's performance in the NFC championship game was absolutely disgusting. They, they ran for 2.2 yards on first down and 65% of the Rams plays in the NFC championship game, two thirds of their plays were run needing seven or more yards for a first down non-first down plays. It's like, what are we doing? It was all time and and they win the game. So obviously it doesn't, you know, come to pass and it doesn't get highlighted as much. Shanahan took more heat for just the, his one cowardice decision. Uh, Well, he had a couple other ones too, but obviously the big one, but man, I mean, McVay, you said, but like Taylor comes from the McVay trees. Like we can't even, can't even uh, discount the Rams for that. So it just, every time I dig in, the Rams just have an edge. I mean, it does, the, the Bengals have been overcoming these situations all year, but like eventually like you just don't get one. So I don't know. It's it, yeah. I, it's everything just points to the Rams though. And like, and w- which is interesting though, because it all points to the Rams. The line has not moved at all. No, not, that has not budged. And so I, I am assuming that outside of our bubble, you know, outside of the bubble of, of all the nerds, I am assuming that there's got to be a lot of public money on on the Bengals and on Joe Burrow, right? That that's got to be the only reason that this is not six, you know, basically because yeah, the under is the only thing that's really moved because it opened at fifty and a half and it's dropped two full points. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I I just I I am and you know we we haven't even talked about what is actually the biggest mismatch, which is just this Bengals offensive line is so bad. You know, they gave up nine sacks against the Titans and the Rams have the most disruptive defensive line player of the last, I don't know. I mean, Jeffrey Simmons three weeks ago looked like Reggie White against the the Bengals. Uh, And, you know, Aaron Donald uh, is looming in the middle. Von Miller's playing uh, out of his mind since he joined the Rams. That was a big thing when they traded for both Odell and Von. Like, it wasn't even them, like, when they traded for Ramsey, right? It was like, are they getting damaged goods here? Like, like what are what do we really have uh you know Odell was hurt at the time he had that that, that shoulder injury uh and then Vaughn really Vaughn was hurt too he didn't even play it I think the first two or three weeks after the trade so he had the ankle injury and wasn't really playing well in Denver at the front half of the year and then he's been awesome since they got him I think he has seven sacks in 11 games um he's been good in the playoffs too so it's just like yeah they've, they've got a lot of of heat here. And then you look at this Bengals offensive line and a lot of people are even talking about it from the, the passing game stance, right? Like how can they pass protect, but they're not going to be able to run the ball at all in this game. Like, I don't know how long Zach Taylor will stick with it because it's been Zach Taylor's MO to overstick. But they're going to, but they're going to try. That's yeah. The thing, I mean, they are not going to be able to run the football. The Rams are already third in the NFL in yards before contact allowed to opposing running backs. I mean, they're like, they're going to just devour this run game. Uh, so maybe we'll see the Bengals forced into just having to throw because they just aren't getting anything on the ground, but that really hasn't swayed Zach Taylor often a lot either. No, no, it's uh, it, it really has not. So have you, have you taken any position on these sack props? Like, like those are, some of those are, are pretty interesting. You know, like uh, I think the line for Ram sacks is three and a half, but you know, obviously you could bet some of the alternate totals too. Yeah, I haven't really dug in on them, like the the team stuff yet. I was, you know, I did so much player content this week and player prop stuff that I didn't get so much into the weeds on the team stuff. Uh, but the, the Bengals can do a couple things here. They did against the Chiefs, and now Burrow 
a lot of people think he only took one sack, like the Chiefs didn't get any pressure. Like Burrow was under pressure. No, he just he just moved his ass. I mean that. Yeah. Uh, so I uh, you'll you'll probably laugh at me for this one, but I took the I I took the squarest most public line ever, which is the over on Joe Burrow's rushing yards. Uh, and I got the I got the ten and a half number before it moved. But I mean, literally, just basically the exact same thought, which is that this man is going to be under fire, and I don't think they're going to win. So I don't think he's going to lose those kneel down rushing yards at the yeah. end. Um, but I mean, basically, basically 10 and a half yards is like two scrambles. Like if he, if he breaks the pocket twice and gets, you know, eight yards, one time, four yards, another time he's, he's home free. Yeah. I've always enjoyed those low lines where you just need a player or two to get there. Yeah. I mean, some of my favorite stuff in the Super Bowl revolves around that. I mean, sure. It's fun to like, Oh, I've got to cheer for nine Cooper cup receptions or like a hundred yards, but I'm like, Van Jefferson has hit his longest reception prop in 80% yes. of his games. Like, yeah. like, let me just get one Van Jefferson catch. Like, and there's nothing like that. I remember a couple of years ago betting the, the, the Cordell Patterson receptions, the Super Bowl, Right. And I was like, there's nothing like just like living on like, give me just two Cordell Patterson catches, baby. Uh, I love that stuff. But yeah, like Van, like there's some bad lines out there. I think like Van Jefferson's longest reception props, a, a, like a, a, a really bad line. And uh, you should take advantage of that, but uh, I haven't really gotten onto the team stuff yet. Okay, so what are what are some of the what are some of the player props that you wanted to hit the hardest? I'm curious well, if said, we I, agree on some of these. Yeah, I mean, well, like I said, literally Van Jefferson, his longest reception prop, he's hit 80 percent of his games, and even over the stretch where he's only averaging two catches per game and only seeing 10 percent of the targets, uh, he still hit that in six of his past eight games. And the really the thing is just look at the types of routes he runs. Uh, uh, he leads the team in vertical routes. So he's run 120 routes this season that are vertical, go routes, double move, or post routes. Cooper Cup and Odo Beckham combined have run 109 of those routes. Uh, so it's really just one one reception, you know, kind of gets you there. So I'll, I'll live that life with Van. I think his yardage is, is another low line, uh, even on this down stretch, because he's, he hasn't been getting a lot of targets, but he's run them wind sprints, the, the Hogan wind sprints. But he's still hitting his re- re- receiving line, too. So I like pairing those together. Uh, not so much the receptions, but yardage and longest catch. Uh, I definitely like those. Um, are you on any of Rams wide receivers props? Odell. Odell, man. I, I think Odell is kind of the secret sauce here. Um, you know, he, he, his first game with them or the, the second game with them, the first game he like barely played, but the second game he scored the long touchdown. He was huge for them in the 49ers game. Uh, you know, certainly I do think that uh, not, not that the Bengals are going to shut, Cooper cup down, but I think like, you know, pretty clearly you got two, you got two weeks to plan for a game, like making sure Cooper cup doesn't get 200 yards, uh, you know, in the first half or whatever is going to be a big part of their plan. And also I've just been buying on Odell this entire time. Like I just, the whole time I've been like, Odell is still good. Odell is still, you know, I mean, he's not, he's not like giants Odell, but he's still a very good wide receiver. And, you know, he's priced underneath T in all these, you know, less receptions, less yards. And I just don't think that makes very much sense at all. Um, And I'm on, I'm on chases over Sue, because I, I, I'm very curious what you think about this. My gal brain theory is that it actually makes more sense to stick Ramsey on T and kind of wipe him out. Kind of like, you know, like what the Eagles used or uh, the Raiders used to do with Asamoah, where they would basically yeah. be like, this part of the field, you're just not throwing to this part of the field and we'll deal with whatever happens uh, there. Because Ramsey is going to lose against Chase one-on-one more often than he's going to lose against T just because of the types of routes that Chase runs. T tends to kind of run deeper routes. 
um, you know, where NT is used to being isolated anyways. And so I think they'll do the, you know, one-on-one -on -one with the safety over the top on Chase and, and kind of do the Ramsey thing on T, which is, is I think, going to mean that may, maybe Chase, maybe Chase isn't running, like, ripping off, you know, 50-yard touchdowns, but, but more of like a 11 for 112 yards type game. Like he's just getting lots of short and intermediate stuff. I mean, that's how I would approach it if I were the Rams. And the Rams right. play a ton of zones. So even when, like, Ramsey's on people, like, it's not so much, like, the traditional, like, everyone else across the board is playing man, too. You know what I mean? It's, like, he's in his coverage. But, like, you know, that's the thing we, we lose in the sauce of, like, cornerback wide receiver matchups is, like, he's this, this player is credited for giving up the reception, but was it really man coverage? Like, you know, stuff like that. Uh, and the Rams just play a ton of zone. They play zone the second most uh, highest rate in the NFL. Uh, so even Ramsey's necessarily on him, it's not necessarily he's like just it's just him in a shadow situation. Um, I actually think they'll just kind of just play their defense, right? Like he's he's moved to basically full time boundary corner uh, since the week eleven bye instead of being like in that star role where he's been inside and outside. Uh, so he'll be on the boundary. I would like you said I would approach wanting to get him more like. Cause he's, he's, he's the only tall guy they have. I mean, uh, Darius Williams, Dave Long, like all these guys are small defenders. And that's like the one edge the Bengals do have is even Tyler Boyd is a bigger slot receiver. Yeah. Uh, so oh, I like, I like Boyd too. I'm on, I'm on Boyd over receptions and over yards. So like, yeah, Boyd, I think a lot of people are circling on this week as kind of being like the guy, the middle of the field stuff, especially with Hizoma being banged up. Uh, because you know, Drew Sample has been basically a, a, a net negative anytime he's played over his career so far. Yes. Uh, so that's like a huge loss. I know Exoma is saying he's going to dress, we just don't know how much what that means, right? Like the dude is playing in an injury that he's not supposed to be playing with, so I don't know how much he'll actually play. So losing him was a big deal. So a lot of people are kind of correlating like the where the Bengals are uh, the Rams struggle is a little bit of that middle of the field stuff. You want to attack their linebackers in coverage the most so a lot of people are getting to Tyler Boyd and the ball coming out fast because of the your the, the line matchup we talked about in the trenches so a lot of people are getting there on him uh yeah it, it, Chase has interesting lines though like they're like the stuff is set pretty high for him uh I do like like Higgins's odd stuff a little more but the Bengals pass catcher stuff I'm not really in love with any of it except for P Ryan's uh where he's at just because of you know how he's utilized in game script and like I said if you're on the Rams he should be on some of his overs because uh, of where he plays and where he's utilized. And they're so low. Again, we're talking like these lines, like eight and a half receiving yards, right? Yep. This could be one, that could be one play uh, that you get there. Um, and, you know, one and a half catches. So two catches, like you're there. So those are things like if you want to correlate, if you're on the Rams side, like, you know, if you believe the Rams have an advantage, like you want to look at. Um, are you, so, are yeah. you on, uh, are you on any of the Blanton stuff with, with Hig? I mean, Hig, it's worked Friday morning. Higby still hasn't practiced. Yeah. He's not going to play. I haven't really seen a lot of solid lines from outside of like, just like anytime touchdown stuff. Uh, so, you know, um, I really haven't seen a lot, but I, I think he's a very, he's going to be obviously I think the most popular like showdown play or like <laughs> for sure. Yes. Uh, because of where he's priced at and the Bengals have struggled against tight ends. They've also struggled against tight ends detached from the formation which is Blanton has been like faithfully used as that as that in, in the passing game uh, like the thing with uh we talk about the one edge like where you say you do give McVay a lot more credit than Zach Taylor though is like on the offensive side of the ball like the Bengals have been a lot very star driven whereas you see like even in the playoffs like the Rams can create stuff for Kendall Blanton whereas like when Uzama leaves the game they can't do anything with Drew Sample 
like Bengals can't. So you, you're getting a little piece of the pie, even though we can't get any Ben Scourneck uh, receptions because he drops his touchdowns. Uh, you give McVay let me, a lot Let me more tell faith. you, you got to play the shit out of Ben Skoronek in, uh, in showdown. Yeah, I mean, you got to play, you got to play Skoronek. You got to play Hopkins. You got to play Daryl Henderson. You probably even have to toss in some Trent Taylor and Mike Thomas because these are basically the two teams that use auxiliary players the least of yes. any teams in the NFL. Like you, you could, you could, you could, you know, randomize 32, you know, 32 teams, random hat for uh, a showdown slate. And I think I, I literally do think that these are the teams that use like a fourth wide receiver, a second tight end. Um, the least of any team in the NFL. Like it's unbelievable. It's it's all the top two. It's really, I mean, even top two wide receivers, like the third wide receivers for these teams uh, are are used way less even than the average team. Uh, and I, I mean, you know, we have P Ryan for the Bengals, but even P Ryan at 2,400 on DraftKings is going to get pretty chalky just because of he, you need someone who's going to be on the field. And then uh, Daryl Henderson is, is going to be activated for this game. Who knows? I mean, literally, who knows what happens, uh, you know, with with him and Sony and Akers in this game? Yeah, because we don't know because, you know, Akers had the injury in the NFC Championship game, but he had also fumbled two times the week before. So were they going to reduce like him having 90 percent of the workload uh, anyways? And now you add Daryl Henderson, it just muddies it up. Uh, I think it's hard to take like Akers overs in terms of his volume stuff just because it's so much guesswork. Right. Like you you may want to just lean towards the under if you want, but uh, I, I think there's some interesting things for acres, like in terms of like his longest run prop, I think is very interesting. Um, Cause you look at the Bengals, like where they've particularly struggled to be in a shaky run defense. They've been awful against 11 personnel runs, which is all these teams live in is 11 personnel, both these teams. Um, you know, acres has 40, uh, 59 carries this year and 47 of them are out of 11 personnel. So I think like acres longest run is like, if you want to attack any acres props, if you're, if you want to go overs, that is uh, any of the volume stuff, I think is tough to play overs because we just don't know, like what's the workload going to be. Right. Uh, I'm on, I'm on acres unders uh, the combination of him shoulder injury, not looking that good. Henderson being activated. Like, I just think there's a lot of, of reason to, to think that acres might play, you know, yep. 50, 55% of the snaps here. And also just might not be that effective. Even, you know, even if you, you still have the out, if he could have 21 carries for 48 yards, you know, that uh, that's pretty firmly in play. Yeah. I mean, they've the, the four run defenses they face since he's come back have been like among like the toughest in the league, obviously the 49ers twice and the bucks mixed in. This one's a little lighter, but you said just, it's just, you have Sony Michelle, you have Daryl Anderson, you have options. Um, it's just really tough to like get excited about his volume stuff going over on him. Right. Like it's, it's just really hard to get there. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that's the, that's the, that's the game, man. That is, that is pretty, pretty much, much it. I am. Uh, I just, I gotta be honest. This is like the least excited I've been for a Super Bowl in a long time. I don't have any, well, the chiefs played in the last two. So yeah, correct. Correct. And, uh, and, and the one before that, you know, rooting against, uh, rooting against Brady because he, uh, you know, devil magic D Ford to be offside before that, you know, I'll, well, I'll, we did like, we did the show two weeks ago and basically talked about how it was set up for the chiefs. And for 30 minutes of that game, I mean, I don't know how, if you podcasted since then, I'm to everyone, but like, we talked about like, Oh, the chiefs, it worked out for them. And then they're just, they're up 21 to three and just cruising and then to have this all just like fall apart man it's 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 really like Mahomes is basically going to get a pass for this for the most part because he's so great and his regular season numbers are so good 
but it is truly a, you know, a James Harden, Houston Rockets 0 for 27, three point. Like it's, it is a historical sports choke. Their win probability yes. was like greater than 95% for huge. Cho- I mean, it is. And, and, you know, Reed should also eat some of that too. And he won't, you know, it's not like Andy Reed's going to have a job. Eric Bannaby's going to have a job. Spe- like, I don't think they're going to replace Spagnolo, but like, that organization should really take a long, hard look in the mirror because it was just bad. And, and honestly, they should also be learning lessons from when they were fucking up in the regular season too. And I just, you know, I don't know. I don't know what their, the off season is going to hold for them, but they got to get some, I honestly, I do wonder if it's just like, you got to get some fresh blood in the building. You know, it's basically been the same guys on offense the entire time that Mahomes has been the quarterback, you know, really other than Clyde Edwards Hilaire, but, and I guess McKinnon too, but McKinnon, you know, doesn't really factor in to this much at all, but like, I did want some McKinnon Super Bowl stuff. Yeah. Oh, come on, dude. McKinnon in the Super Bowl, the nerds, (laughs) the nerds would have had a field day with it, but it is, it is extremely disappointing. And, uh, you know, I, the, the Mahomes choke is like, that it's it's uh it's like the wall being pulled off your eyes like it's like you know ne- you never want to meet your heroes you know like Mahomes choking <laughs> in an AFC conference championship game is like so brutal man he was so bad and yeah. I don't have any explain I don't have I mean you know didn't seem like he was hurt didn't seem you know you know no, no it was the no, same stuff that happened early in the year just you know not being patient taking, taking uh, things the crazy thing about the Chiefs they just run the ball more they probably win that game but <laughs> <laughs> in the second half, but obviously the play before halftime, but the, the Bengals keep pulling this stuff out. So like I said, I mean, history has been on their side for like betting the a Super Bowl that, with a team like the Bengals, their odds in their favor. They've been so good against the spread. We've seen the They've Rams. They've been so fucking lucky. The Bengals have been yeah, so fucking lucky sure. in the playoffs. I mean, you, you get lucky to get here. But you I mean, have to be. that. You know yeah. what? That's the thing is like you, you literally should, couldn't say that about well, the Rams got lucky too. I mean, yeah. it's the same thing. You know, Jaquaski Tart catches that interception. That game is booked. Uh, we, you know, that, that game is completely over. Um, they all they could have lost to the Buccaneers with how shitty they played that second half too. Well, that one would have been would have been an unlucky loss. <laughs> no, no, because you kind of make your own luck in that scenario, and they basically started trying to run the clock out in the sec in the second quarter. It was it was rough. That was the one. Was Brady going to do this again? And uh, it ended up retiring. Brady didn't retiring after that. So we'll see. What 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 uh, what what odds would I have to give you that Brady plays a game next year? What what odds would you bet? No, I don't think it's. I don't know. It, it, like he'd have to be. I don't see any way he'd back out on it. But I, I don't know. I think I think he maybe not next year. I don't know. It just feels so unbelievable I, I was that surprised. the NFL could exist without him. I was super surprised. I mean, even for him being his age, but I legitimately thought he might try to be one, try to play to 50. 50. And then, and then otherwise, and the other thing too, is like, he was good. So like he was, he probably should have won MVP. I mean, if I was was good, if I was voting for MVP, I probably would have voted for him, but maybe that's it too. Is like, he doesn't want to go out like the Peyton, like a lot of those guys. I mean, Peyton got the Super Bowl, but you know, some of these guys that have really hit the breeze breeze looked really bad at the end. Peyton looked yeah. really bad at the end. Ben looked, Ben looked like unbelievably bad at the end. And I, you're, you're right. I mean, I don't think Brady wants people's lasting memory of him to be, yes. you know, a, a, a 30 point home playoff loss where he throws a pick six or whatever. It also feels like to the last year of Brady, 
was really such like a, and not that he needed it, but you could really tell, like, he was like big into like brand building most last year. Like he went hard, like off field stuff, like, right. That's true. Yeah. Like more so than I ever remember. Yes. Like he got into NFT, did all the stuff. Like he started, he like, you didn't never saw Brady in a bunch of commercials and shit. Like he would never done a subway commercial. Yeah. Like that's, that's true. I I hadn't really thought about that, but maybe that was kind of the, the tea leaves. Yeah, you could tell, like, from, like, a marketing stance, like, he's just transitioning. And it felt like he's transitioning, too. But I, I was so, so surprised that he uh, did actually retire. I thought well, he'd at least finish this contract at minimum and then see where it went. But uh, the Bucks, well, we'll see what they do then, how they recalibrate. Now, now as it stands, Matt Ryan is by far head and shoulders the best quarterback in the division. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, all right, man. Let's go. Uh, excited for this off season, excited for, for sky more chat. We'll, uh, let's, let's loop back up in like two or three weeks when you've ran your models for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I've been waiting until this next week of hopefully to come up for air, you know, after the, the 2021 content, like you, this is my last piece of 2021 content joining you. And I always look forward to us doing the show. We didn't know we were going to do it this year. We just didn't know if it would fit in and it's more of a reason. I don't know if the listeners, you know, uh, you know, care as much, but I, I just like to, to get on it and shoot the shit with you, man. Oh yeah. I mean, I think, I think people, I think people enjoy this show. I, I love doing it. We're, we're going to keep it on the schedule as long as the powers that be uh, keep, keep uh, making it happen. And yeah, we'll, we'll pick games. Um, you know, I hope that uh, I, you know, I hope Wandale Robinson gets drafted by the Kansas city chiefs or Dallas Cowboys and we'll have a, Wandale is going to be my new Visca, I think, or my probably probably my new Hardman, probably my new Hardman, where I'm like, uh, dude, I already have done a couple drafts for next year, and I've taken Hardman and everyone because he's like he he flashed at the end, you know, like Hardman having 100 yards in a playoff game was like literally the worst thing that could ever happen to me. Like, how bad was that for me? So brutal, dude. Yeah, it was funny too because I think on the play when the Chiefs had to ultimately kick that field goal and they were inside like the 10 yard line that they, everyone was doing like the let them score Twitter was out. And it was like, no way. You, how can you let them score? But on the, like Hardman was legitimately open, like on the second down play. Yeah. It was like, yeah, Mahomes just didn't get to him, but. Kelsey was open too. People, people yeah. will, uh, people will, um, this will, you know, it'll completely get lost history, but on that awful sack that Mahomes took where he also fumbled, he had Kelsey immediately. If he had been, you know, feel, like I think, read, yeah. well, if he'd been feeling himself, right. Like, I think his confidence was just kind of fucked by that point in the game. But I think if he was like, you know, feeling it, I think he would have just hit Kelsey and scored and the game would have been over, which is, you know, it is one of those things. What can you but do? Yeah. Prospect season is here, man. Uh, and I'm looking forward to it. Yep. There we go. All right, everyone, Lord Reeves, sharp football analysis. And uh, we will, uh, we'll be back here in a couple weeks. Justin and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.